Hello and welcome to another episode of the Everyday Christian Podcast. I'm your host, Chase Green. We have Lima Asine with us again on the podcast this week, and this will be the last time for this series, at least, that Lima will join us. And we have been talking about the uh, plan of salvation. We've talking talking about hear, believe, repent, confess. And last week we talked about be baptized. And now we want to discuss another important matter, and that is living faithfully as Christians. So, uh, Lima, so far we've talked about the other steps of the plan of salvation, but we definitely don't want to leave this one out because that's not the end of it, is it? Yep, it's not the end. Right. In fact, in fact, if we really think about it, it's only only the beginning. When uh, one becomes a Christian, that's just the starting line, if you will. We've got to uh, finish the race, as uh, Paul talks about in uh, the Bible as well. So yeah, when we the, talk uh, about when we talk about a uh, living faithfully unto death, Revelation two verse ten, we probably need to define faithful. I guess we should, don't you think, Lima? Definitely. You want to know what faithful means? Um, uh, the the word there itself in the verse it means uh, reliable or trustworthy. Uh, but really, the the meaning is played out in in the different passages of scripture that calls for one's commitment like take for example faithful is luke 9 and verse 23 uh, jesus said if anyone desires to come after me let him deny himself take up his cross daily and follow me we started off with is baptism the end of it uh, absolutely not. I mean, this podcast is called the Everyday Christian Podcast. You have to be an everyday Christian for the rest of your life after baptism. You have to bear your cross daily um, after baptism. Uh, faithfulness is also uh, endurance, right? Um, uh, you, you need to have some endurance uh, to continue to follow God to, to when you when you when you make a mistake you get back up and you continue to be faithful you follow God regardless of your circumstances or regardless of what comes your way and so yeah faithfulness is is uh is endurance it's continuous obedience it's um taking up your cross daily becoming an everyday Christian that's right and a uh, commitment we might say uh, commitment to grow as Christians, you know, where you are as a newborn babe in Christ, when you first, you know, come up out of the watery grave of baptism and you rise to walk in newness of life, like we talked about last time, where you are on that day compared to where you are, you know, 10, 15, 20, 30 years later, there should be a tremendous difference. You should have grown tremendously and you should be more and more like Christ as you grow as an everyday Christian. So, you know, you, you kind of hit on the the theme of this whole podcast, you know, in general, everyday Christianity. We want to keep growing as everyday Christians. So I appreciate you mentioning that. We want to hear on Judgment Day, well done, good and yes. faithful servant, Matthew 25, verses 21 and 23, and, and other passages as well. So we want to talk about living faithfully. We want to talk about you know, what does that look like? And uh, we want to talk about walking in the light as well. So that's another passage we want to talk about today. 
By the way, again, uh, I had Jordan May on the podcast earlier in the season. Go back, listeners, and, and listen to those couple of episodes on a false doctrine called Once Saved, Always Saved. And uh, that's going to really coincide well with what we're talking about this week on the podcast. So uh, as we mentioned, First John chapter 1, I want to read verses 5 through 10. And then, uh, Lima, you and I can comment about this a little bit. But uh, First yes. John 1, verses 5 through 10, John writes, This is the message which we have heard from him and declare to you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. You know, that shows kind of the all good completely good, omnibenevolent, we might say, nature of God. There's no no evil in him whatsoever. He's all good. Mm -hmm. So he's all light. There's no darkness in him at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. In the blood of Jesus Christ, his son cleanses us from all sin. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar. We make him out to be a liar. Of course, he's not, but in our own minds, we would make him out to be such, and his word is not in us. So, Lima, can you describe walking in the light and kind of talk about the significance of this passage in first John chapter one. Yes. Um, uh, again, it's, it's, uh, in verse five, God is light, right? God is light. If you walk in the light, it, the idea is you are walking in God. And if you notice in the reading, um, the connection to the truth or to the word of God, um, I want to highlight it here for us. If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and uh, and do not practice the truth. What, what is the truth? The word of God. Sanctify him through thy truth. Thy word is truth. John 17, 17. If you continue on, you'll notice again the connection here. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus cleanses us from all sin. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. Again, what is the truth? The word of God. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and, and just to forgive us uh, of our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteous, unrighteousness. If we say we do not have uh, we do not have sin, or if we say we have not sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in us so so john says god is light um and and walking in light would be walking with god or walking in god to do that you need to practice the truth you need to have the truth in you you need to have the word of god in you colossians 3 and verse 17 let the word of christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, right? And so so to walk in the light is to practice the truth, is to do what God says and, and not be a, a hypocrite about it, right? That's really the idea. If we say we have fellowship with God, you know, it's an outward profession, but God knows inwardly we're not practicing the truth. 
then when we we are deceiving ourselves, we are not walking in the light. Uh, in Ephesians uh, 5, verse 8 through 10, you know, it's, this is part of walking in the light. We are to be children of the light. Uh, Paul says there in Ephesians 5, 8 through 10, for you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light, for the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. And then verse 10 says, finding out what is acceptable to the Lord. Walking in the light is knowing what God wants and doing what he wants. I think about the fact that Jesus in the Sermon on the Mountain talked about how his disciples, how we, the children of God, how we are the light of the world. Well, to be that light, again, we need to walk in truth. We need to live by God's commandments. Yeah, there's a lot to unpack with uh, what you said there. Um, I guess I'll start with, uh, you know, our walking in the light is to contrast how we used to walk. You know, as you have said, we uh, we walk in the light compared to the darkness. Yeah, man. So uh, there's a lot to unpack with what you just said there. Uh, and the first thing I'd kind of like to to talk about what you mentioned was how we walk presently as Christians as we walk in the light. It should contrast how we walked previously before we became Christians, which was we walked in in darkness. So that is a big part of this First John chapter one passage as well. I also like that you emphasized making sure that we have the word within us. And I think of passages such as Psalm 119, verse 11, your word have I hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. And also think about the sanctification that Jesus prayed for in John chapter 17. Of course, uh, I, I preached a sermon not too long ago about Jesus's prayer for you or Jesus's prayer for us. And, you know, he prayed for us before he went to his cross and he prayed for our unity and things like that, but he also prayed for our sanctification, our being set apart for God's holy purposes. And John 17, verse 17 says, you know, Jesus said, sanctify them through your truth. Your word is truth. So we've got to hold fast to the principles of the truth as we grow and as we walk in the light as well. Now, uh, there's some further passages I'd like to look at in First John, and uh, the casual reader might kind of scratch his head uh, at these readings. Mm. But what I want to do is, uh, Lima, if you would, if you would read 1 John 2, verses 1 and 2, and then I'm going to read 1 John 3, verses 4 through 9. And we're going to ask ourselves, how do we reconcile these thoughts with uh, 1 John 2, verses 1 and 2, and 1 John 3, verses 4 through 9, reconciling those with chapter 1 and kind of clarifying this uh, realizing that this does not contradict at all. So without further ado, Lima, if you would look at First uh, John 2, verses 1 and 2. My little children, these things I write to you so that you may not sin. And if anyone sins, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. And he himself is the propitiation for our sins, and not for ours only, but also for the whole world. Thank you. And then also First uh, John 3, verses 4 through 9. Whoever commits sin also commits lawlessness, and sin is lawlessness. And you know that he was manifested to take away our sins, 
and in him there is no sin. Whoever abides in him does not sin. Whoever sins has neither seen him nor known him. Little children, let no one deceive you. He who practices righteousness is righteous just as he is righteous. He who sins is of the devil, for the devil has sinned from the beginning. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. Whoever has been born of God does not sin, for his seed remains in him, and he cannot sin because he has been born of God. Now, I thought chapter one says that if we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us, and we have to go on and confess our sins. That's verses eight and nine. Well, it does. So what is the point that John the Apostle is making in all of this? Will we sin from time to time? Absolutely. We, we will stumble, right? We will stumble. John's, John's point is when he says, do not sin, he's saying, do not make it a habit, right? He's saying, don't have a, a sinful habit that you keep on practicing the idea of walking because because if faithfulness if faithfulness means perfection right if faithful means perfection then none of us are faithful because none of us are perfect right so so a faithful christian will sin he you and i will stumble we will make mistakes and when we do sin, we will do what the Bible says. We confess it to our Father, and our Father is faithful to forgive us. So when John talks about uh, do not sin, or or in, in a passage you just read in 1 John chapter 3, he's not contradicting himself. There's the concept of stumbling, and then there's living in sin, or making sin a habit. And he's saying that as a Christian, you must not live in sin. You, you cannot make sin a habit. You will stumble, but you can't make sin a lifestyle. Your lifestyle is now about Jesus. It's like, like, like you mentioned, uh, the contrast uh, of, of our previous life and our new life in Christ. It ought to be like light and darkness, the difference of it, right? And, and we're now walking in the light. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, you, you mentioned habitual practice of sin. We also could use the term sinning willfully, which Hebrews chapter 10 talks about forsaking mm -hmm. the assembling of the saints. Hebrews 10 verse 25 is willful sin because the very next verse, verse 26 says, for if we sin willfully after we have received the knowledge of the truth, there no longer remains a sacrifice for sins, but a certain fearful expectation of judgment and fiery indignation, which will devour the adversaries. And he goes on, he talks about one who has that kind of attitude and just willfully sins. They are trampling the Son of God underfoot. They're basically crucifying Christ all over again with their attitude. And so absolutely, we cannot live in, an, in a habitual state of willful, unrepentant sin. The person who walks in the light, what will they do when they realize they sin? They will repent. They will confess yes. the sin to God and repent. And uh, sometimes we refer to this as God's second law of pardon. You go back to uh, Acts chapter 8, 
And yep. uh, Simon the sorcerer had obeyed the gospel. He had become a Christian. By the way, we don't need to uh, just assume that somebody like that would not obey the gospel because, you know, if I'm thinking, okay, <laughs> a sorcerer, probably not going to yeah. obey the gospel. Well, he did. And all indication <laughs> seems to be that he was actually sincere, but then he goes right back into a sin and he sees the miracles that are taking place and the apostles giving miraculous abilities. And he's thinking, okay, money-making scheme right here, you know, and uh, <laughs> how can I have this ability? Basically is what Simon the Sorcerer says in Acts chapter eight. Peter says, your money perish with you. Um, mm-hmm. That's not what this is about. You need to repent. Uh, and so. Simon the sorcerer asked well, what I need to do. Peter says you need to repent and pray that perhaps the evil thought of your heart would be forgiven you. So that's what we need to do as Christians. When we're walking in the light, we will flat out confess that, hey, we're not perfect. As First John mm-hmm. chapter 1 says, we will confess our sins. When we realize them, we will repent and we will get yes. back up on the horse, so to speak, and keep walking in the light. Somebody who refuses to do that, somebody who refuses to uh, confess slash admit and repent of their sins, they're not walking in the light anymore. They're unfaithful, we would say. And so uh, I think also of Romans chapter 6, verses 1 and following. We mentioned that last time with the baptism discussion, but also crucial Mm -hmm. in that text is the idea of we can't just use God's grace as a license to keep on living in willful sin. Yes. So Paul says, shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. Certainly not. We can't do that. So any thoughts on that, Lima, before we get to this last section? Yeah. Yeah. And in in verse 12, Romans 6, in verse 12, the apostle Paul said, you know, let not sin reign, right? Don't let it rule over you anymore, right? But now God rules over you. And he talks about, you know, the master and the slave, that we are no longer slaves to sin, but we are now slaves to righteousness, uh, to God and to righteousness. And so, yeah, I, I agree with, with what you said there about um, about uh, uh, the habit of sin, making it a habit or willfully sinning versus stumbling. Um I, when whenever I preach uh, this passage of First John uh, five through through ten, I always talk about the direction of life, right? The, the Christian and the direction of life. Uh, when you're walking in the light, I will sometimes say, let's say walking in the light is going the right direction, right? So you're walking in the light. You're gonna stumble as you're going that direction, and if you repent and let God forgive you then you are still walking that right direction. Now, walking in darkness would be going the left way, right? You're going to the left. Now, when when you're living in darkness, you are living in sin. You are walking a direction that is different from, from you know, going to heaven. You are, you are going down the path that does not lead to eternal glory. You are, you are now down the broad way that leads to destruction. And so it's the direction of your life. When you live in sin, the direction of your life is you're going to hell. When you walk in the light, right? When you stumble and you ask God for forgiveness, you're walking in the light, you're going to heaven. And and so you have the two different directions. And that's what I like to, 
to to share with people. So in other words, again, once saved, always saved is not true. So no. again, listeners, if you missed that earlier in the season, make sure you go back and and uh, double up on these thoughts. And uh, a lot of the same things we've been talking about in this episode are in those episodes as well. Well, uh, as we get ready to conclude, Lima, are there any maybe other verses you might want to bring in that deal with the idea of remaining faithful as Christians? Absolutely. I, I like Hebrews chapter 12, uh, verse 1 and verse 2. The, the idea of faithfulness, as I mentioned before, is endurance. I like the idea of endurance because uh, in connection to walking in the light and stumbling and confessing our sins to God, you need endurance to do all of that. And so to me, endurance is, is walking in the light, stumbling, and continuing to ask God for forgiveness. And in Hebrews chapter 12, it follows Hebrews chapter 11. The people that are in Hebrews chapter 11, they had flaws. There were times when they stumbled, but they remained faithful to God. They weren't living in sin. Whatever sins they had, they came out of it, right? And so Hebrew, the Hebrew writer then says, therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great cloud of witnesses, everyone in Hebrews chapter 11, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. That's how we make it to the end, right? In Revelation 2 and verse 10, uh, be faithful unto death. You need endurance for that. And then you have the example of endurance. Jesus looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Well, what did Jesus do? How did he show endurance? Well, who for the joy that was set before us, he endured the cross. The cross was a cruel way to die. It was, it was a it was a burden to face for Christ. He prayed three times that it may pass, but nonetheless, the Lord's will will be done, right? And so he endured it, despising the shame, and now has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Faithfulness is endurance. You cannot give up so easily. You will, you, you have to accept the fact. You will stumble, but don't make sin a habit in your life. When you stumble, confess your sins to God. He is faithful to forgive us of our sin and try again. Keep trying. Really appreciate those thoughts, Lima. Um, I know we all struggle. We all have things that we struggle with. And uh, sometimes that can get us down and we begin to have a defeatist mindset of, well, I just don't know that I can do this. Well, we can. We can be faithful to God. We need to, when we stumble, we need to get back up on the horse, so to speak. That's right. We need to keep looking, looking to Jesus. And we need to be more and more like him every day. You know, strive to make it our goal to grow and be like him. I love what you mentioned in uh, Hebrews chapter 11. Uh, I've preached a sermon titled uh, Imperfect but Faithful in the sense that, you mm -hmm. know, every one of those uh, mere men that are mentioned in the Hall of Fame of Faith, you can go back and you can study about their sins. And some of them we would label the egregious sins, you know, uh, but that that did not characterize their whole life. They They got back up and they kept going. They repented. They live faithfully, and we've got to do the same. So, uh, Liam, I really appreciate your thoughts on uh, not only this week with living faithfully, but on this entire series 
on uh, the plan of salvation. I hope that this will help our listeners, especially those that perhaps have never uh, submitted humbly to the will of God and obeying the gospel again. The invitation is open. If we have any that find themselves in that situation, contact us through uh, email or what have you. We would be glad, more than happy to help you, study with you, whatever the case may be. But uh, Lima, again, thank you so much for being with us these last several weeks and really have enjoyed this content uh, that you've helped us with. Really enjoyed it, brother. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Lima's doing a great work there uh, on the island in Hawaii. And uh, the view's got to be really nice, too, I'm sure. (laughs) Oh, it's perfect. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Well, we appreciate you, the listener, for tuning in to the Everyday Christian Podcast. Tune in next week, and we will have some more uh, content dealing with doctrine on this season of the Everyday Christian Podcast. Thank you so much for listening to this episode on the Scattered Abroad Network. We are grateful for your continued support as well as your continued prayers. If you would like to find out more about our network, please visit our website at scatteredabroad.org. We look forward to studying with you again soon. May God bless you.